Hey, what's up? We got a banger of an episode today. Uh, it's our next to last episode here. It's season one of Movies and Podcorn. Check it out. It's going to be awesome. Uh, speaking of awesome episodes, go listen to our Oscars episodes. We have an Oscar preview episode uh, with Kieran from Best Picture Cast. He came on to, to break down everything to expect from the Oscars. And then we had to do a recap episode um, with all the insanity. Uh, that ensued at the Oscars. So we also did an episode breaking it down, obviously Slapgate, but also winners, losers, all that stuff. So we got you covered all angles from the Oscars. Go check out those episodes. They were awesome. Kieran from Best Picture Cast was incredible. Go check it out and go check out his pod too when you're done with here. And make sure to go check out uh, thecircuitverse.com to see all our great content, sports, pop culture, March Madness, Oscars, got everything. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Pen Ultimate episode here at Movies and Podcorn for season one. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and I am joined by Joey. Joey, this season has come to a halt so fast, like a smack in the face. Would you agree? I would agree. It's it's gone by very quickly. We we've done some good movies. We've done some not so good movies. Um it's, it's been a good ride. Yeah, we've watched some excellent films. We've watched Cars 2, you know, everything in between. Um, all right, but speaking of smack in the face, let's talk about the Oscars real quick. Uh, I did uh, an Oscars recap episode with Kieran uh, earlier in the week, but I haven't got your thoughts, Joey. I'm guessing you didn't watch the show. Um, so what were your thoughts on the whole uh, Slapgate 2022 here with Will Smith and Chris Rock? Uh, yeah, I actually, I know, I know you were, you, t- you were telling me about uh, that you were going to watch the Oscars and mm-hmm. do some notes and stuff on it, but uh, I actually had forgotten about it until the next day when I heard about the slap. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is my, it's like, oh yeah, the Oscars happened. Um, but I don't know, I, I have limited knowledge about uh, Will Smith's wife, I guess, Jada, that's her name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel I feel like just just a general outlook. I feel like the slap was unwarranted. I think I think from what I've seen, I think it was. I mean, it, like don't get me wrong. I thought it was funny. I mean, just on live TV, just a a smack in the face like that. That's funny to me. I'm sorry. It is. It just is. But I think I think it was very unwarranted. I think I, I think I believe kind of the trend that people are going with, where it's like he kind of did it to try to prove himself as a man, as a defender. Um, you know, Will, Will Smith has kind of had it rough with this, with this woman. Um, I've heard, <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but I've heard she's cheated on him multiple times. That was a very big thing. Yeah. The crying Will Smith memes. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I've heard that she also like came on TV and like public or she publicly said to someone that he, he was not pleasing her in bed. Um, Oof. So that's that's a I mean I don't know if that's true or not that's just like what I heard uh but you know I, it just seems like he's gone through a lot and she kind of just seems like a terrible person from what I've heard <laughs> um and I, I think it's I, I don't know I I think I think in that moment he was trying to show that he could be manly and he could defend her but I think I think with what everyone knows about her it was just kind of like you know and everyone's like okay well you know it yeah. it's not that you know 
you, you did a bad thing and no one's going to believe this whole like macho manly act. You went up there and slapped Chris Rock, shook him to his core. <laughs> you know, I think, yeah, I think, I think it was unwarranted. Like I said, funny, very funny. But I think I think it was a uh, I think it was in poor taste, if you will. For sure, yeah. He definitely got a little bit more riled up than I think he should have. Yeah, it definitely gave me vibes of like a seventh grader who's like, "Don't talk about my girlfriend," you know? Like, yeah. Just... And and you know, Chris Rock, man, like I love Chris Rock. You know, I he didn't deserve that. I do too. He's, he's, he's isn't he a comedian? Like, hasn't he? He does a lot of comedy, like you could say that yeah i mean that's the thing i don't i don't i don't know a lot about these people i know chris rock is funny i know he's in grown-ups um yeah <laughs> you know i i don't know i just I, I i think i think he was just doing a bit and got attacked for it so <laughs> yeah he's he's one of the most well, i would say he's one of the most well-respected comedians of all time um yeah his oh. joke you know I, I didn't I didn't like the joke and if he knew about Jada's condition then it really wasn't okay um I don't I don't think he did but yeah Will Smith was completely out of line I mean a lot of people are acting like it's the end of the world I mean he didn't like shoot him he slapped him I mean it's not like he was right. like, on the stage it was a slap we've all slapped our friends before so I don't you know people are acting like he beat him within an inch of his life that is not what happened but definitely over the line and just incredibly strange because he had when rock makes the joke will smith laughs like the like it, the video shows will smith laughing and then it cuts back to chris rock and then like seven seconds later you just see will smith charging him it's like what the hell just happened in those seven seconds that made you go from laughing to wanting to kill him so that yeah. was really strange it was even more strange that he was just allowed to stay there at the show and just enjoy everything. I mean, it, it was great television and it's not the end of the world, but he did assault him. Like, like that is the definition of assault. What happened on national television, he was just allowed to stay there, which was very strange. Um, and yeah, I got to thinking, and I wanna be clear that I'm in no way comparing myself to Will Smith and I'm in no way comparing the event I'm about to talk to to the Oscars. For the love of God, do not think I'm comparing the two. But Joey, we had uh, at our university, we had the Eagle Awards at the end of every year. Yeah. Where, which um, at our school was every athletic team goes to the Eagle Awards and every team hands out what is called an Eagle Award that's given out to one member of each team at the university. Uh, the awards for a combination of, you know, athletic performance, academic performance, who you are as a person, yada, yada. And so our senior year, you went to the awards, did you? You, you went to the... I, ne I never went. Never went? Okay, wow, that's okay. Well, anywho, so senior year we were going, and I had a pretty good idea that I was going to win. Like, I thought, I thought I had a chance. Much like Will Smith knew he was going to win that award. Everyone knew he was going to win the award. But I feel like if during the night someone made a joke and I walked up and slapped the person in front of everybody and the whole university, I probably would not have been allowed to stay, I would imagine. Despite me no. about to win an award, I don't think I would have been allowed to stay. So it's very strange that they were just cool with him, just sitting down and letting him keep drinking his drink and 
laughing at the jokes. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. So, very bizarre, but great television. Great, what, what a moment that was! It was incredible. It's <laughs> the next big thing. It is. The Oscars needed something to uh to put it out on the map, and it got it. Um. But yeah, so now why don't we talk about the movie we're actually here to talk about? And what is that film, Joey? We're here to discuss Soul. Soul. What were your taste buds for Soul? Um, honestly, I think so. I, I'm gonna say right off the bat, I think you and me are gonna have the same sort of sort of thoughts. And I think based off of our similar thoughts, I think I'm going to think higher of this movie and i think you're going to think lower of this movie interesting um and i'll and i'm gonna let me let me let me elaborate a bit so you are a musician uh allegedly <laughs> yes so uh, we have a running joke that adam is not actually a, a musician um because he has a saxophone tattoo yeah i have i've known him for years and i've never seen him play it pull up um, pull up. but but you know i i i guess i'll i guess i'll believe you uh, for this instance, so you're you are a musician, and I am not. I dabble with harmonica, but that's that's you know that's really not nothing. So I think I think coming into this movie, I had lower expectations because I thought I was going to be more about the music, hmm. um, you know, and the way it started, you know, it started with a uh, him teaching a band class. I thought, you know, maybe this is going to be like a what's that movie with. Uh, jack black where he like teaches the kids school of rock is it um i thought it was going to be kind of like something like that where you know he works with a uh group of you know less fortunate group of kids or you know kids in a rough situation i thought it was gonna be more like that and it was gonna be more about the music which i wasn't really looking forward to because i'm not you know a musician i don't really understand it as much yeah. um and i thought that was going to be the reason you would enjoy it more but as we got through the movie, we quickly realized it wasn't about that at all. It was more about him, you know, trying to get to this gig, trying to, you know, he didn't want his, he didn't want a regular job, you know, a full-time job. He wanted to do his dream, which was to, you know, be in a group, a jazz group uh, and play. Um, and, you know, we, we see him go through, you know, a, a, obviously like a life altering experience and he realizes that after seeing someone else kind of fill in his shoes for a bit, he realizes, you know, I got to live life now. I can't be worried about all these other things. Um, so as it became more about that and less about the music, um, I kind of enjoyed it more. And I'm willing to predict that's probably because I remembered at one point you talked about it not being what you thought it was. So I'd be interested to hear what you have to say, but I feel like that would lower your enjoyment level. I'm pissed, Joseph. I, I I was so upset and annoyed. Um, yeah, you were spot on with your uh, with your assumption that I. I mean, this wasn't this wasn't a bad movie. I want to I want to make that clear before I get too far into it. I don't think this was a bad movie. It just very much annoyed me because you know, the trailers and everything, and it's called Soul, which I understand meant like the soul of a person, not soul music. But I was like, oh. The trailers are showing him playing all this music and it's kind of like he's a musician and i was like oh we're gonna see a lot of music 
and we didn't. We got the opening scene, which I thought was phenomenal, which I'll touch on later. And then like two other scenes, maybe three other scenes with music and that was it. Um, it really had nothing to do with jazz almost. And I was just very disappointed by that because I really thought it was gonna be a lot about jazz. So yeah, I had very high expectations. I thought this could break into my top five and um, spoiler alert, it did not. Uh, and I just left, uh, left very frustrated. I, I was hoping for more, but I guess that's my fault, you know, expectations. Yeah. Keep them yeah. low and you'll never get hurt, right? Yeah, I, um, I'd agree, you know, with the title and the commercials I had seen, I would assume soul was in like, you know, the musical, I guess, definition of soul, mm. as opposed to like, you know, an actual like soul, like of a person. So yeah, yeah that, that had me fooled a little bit too. Yeah, I don't know why, like jumping ahead to like other segments, but I don't understand why the the girls spark or whatever couldn't have just been music like, like it was walking what like that's the dumbest shit i've ever heard like like he's a music teacher why not just make it music and just yeah you know, like walking who even likes to walk like this is a very obese country we don't even, like most people don't even like to walk people get scooters at walmart to avoid walking <laughs> true so i don't know i just I don't think it was a bad movie. I'm just in a bad mood because it uh, it did not deliver what I, they didn't make the movie I wanted them to make. So I'm sad. Um, but yeah, so those are my days, buds. Annoyed. Uh, let's jump into kernels and buckets, where we talk about our favorite and least favorite scenes and characters. Joey, who is your favorite character? I liked Moonwind. I thought you might. Yeah, uh, I I just love it. You know, he's got his hippie pirate ship um and we first meet you know we first meet him in the uh it's funny because we we first see him in the I, I guess it's the uh before or the great before great beyond. uh in that world what's that great beyond well the great beyond is oh. death oh sorry great before. Yeah, great before. my bad yeah, yeah yeah so we meet we meet him there and he's like this pirate and he's going around helping like lost souls which is cool and i just had this feeling i'm like you know in real life this guy's gonna be like I don't know, like holding like a peace sign on the side of the road or something. And I wasn't very far off. He was, I mean, he was, he was very good at spinning the sign that he had, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, it makes, it made me really think like, is that what all those people are like? You know, they're just in a situation like that, their, their body is just like doing its thing. And then their mind is like elsewhere. <laughs> like, like, well, obviously we know, we know that that's probably true, but like, yeah, it, may, it makes me think like, oh yeah, they're like in the, in the before time and they're and they're helping save people in their mind um <laughs> i don't know i i i, I kind of liked his character um he, he was one of the funnier characters to me uh some of the things he did to say and yeah i i just like i i liked him overall i think that dude must have been like high on peyote or something yeah <laughs> just... nice uh acid trip just just zoinked out of his mind um that's a good pick i thought you might pick him uh i picked teary i love this i don't even know what he is but this little soul accountant creature um i thought he was fantastic i loved his voice i thought it was great um i thought he was very funny 
and he was every time he popped up i got very excited because i was like what is he going to do when he accidentally like captures the soul of that random person that wasn't joe and just yeah just had him terrified and he's like don't eat carbs or whatever empty carbs and the guy like throws the chips um i i just thoroughly enjoyed every scene teary was in so I, he was my favorite okay yeah it's a good one i actually he was one of my top three Mm. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed him too. Um, I, I think, I think for like the way his character was drawn up and the voice acting, I think, I think it was a very good combination. Yeah, a very fitting uh, voice to that, to to his mouse-like figure. Yeah, very nasally. Um, who else was in your top three? Who was the other one? Uh, the other one in my top three was I can't remember the name, but it was the. It was one of those like weird looking things in the before time. The one that had the glasses and the British accent. Oh yes. I don't, I don't know. I tried to look up the name and I, I couldn't. They all had the same name. Yeah, it was it was all Jerry, but there was like different different Jerry's. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed that character. Interesting. Who was uh, who was your least favorite colonel in this movie? At least I did not enjoy 22. Okay. Um, you know, one of the main characters of the movie. Yep. But I don't, I don't know, like, from the beginning, I just, for whatever reason, I did not like this character. You know, she come, you know, comes in, she's had, like, all these, like, great mentors. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like, like I think I think Abraham Lincoln and, like, Socrates were some of the some of the ones that she's had and you know it's just like if you can't find a purpose in life from like any of these like great figures that should, should you be born at all you know um so that made me not like her and then i really didn't like her when we're about you know we're in the real world and she is joe and joe is the cat and then like last minute she's like no 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 like suddenly like i want to do this because oh, you know the thing is you can she knew at that point she could go back and then find herself a purpose and then go and then she could be born. It's like, and you could live your whole life. It's like, no, she's in this body of a middle-aged man. And she's like, nope, I'm just I'm just gonna go with it. And that just like really frustrated me. It's like, really? So and he even mentioned that at one point. He's like, you could, you know, like you basically said you can go back. And and her whole thing was like, Oh, I'm not going back. I don't want to go back to that place. It's like, yeah, but now you know that you want to live. Yeah. Like you want to go to earth it, it just like it didn't make sense to me and it was very frustrating um so yeah and i and i i don't know she just created a lot of hiccups i feel like that didn't need to be made um and i, and I don't like characters that do that um so a very very easy for me to to decide mm. uh 22 yeah i would have been pretty pissed if i was joe and she was just like, I think I'm going to stay here for a while. Yeah. No, no. No, no. That's my body. Uh, yeah, she was just going to leave him in a cat. And that was the end of it. <laughs> she could have ran off and then he could have just been stuck that way. That would have been a tough beat for Joe. For sure. Uh, speaking of Joe, he was Miley's favorite character. Uh, but uh, Joe the human. I, I very much enjoyed Joe the cat. I thought he was fantastic. Okay. Yeah. As the human... Yeah. And a lot of this goes to my thing about like, there wasn't a lot of music in it. So 
didn't really get to see him shine. The, the few times he did play, I don't know. When he had the audition originally, um, I, I thought that was not good playing. I mean, he was trilling like a mofo. And like a trill is, is supposed to be like the nice, like hot fudge drizzled on the Sunday. It's not supposed to be the whole ice cream carton and he just did it the whole for like two minutes straight. He just trilled, and it, I thought it was not good. So I didn't think I don't think he's that skilled of a player to begin with, which frustrates me about the whole premise of this film. But and he's just like a I don't know. It's like he just doesn't know what he wants to do. Like decide, you know. He's he like doesn't want to take the job, but he does want to take the job. But he wants to go play music. But he wants to do this, and then he wants to just give twenty two a life and he's just like hey, i'm good i guess i don't need to live i uh, just i don't know i found him just annoying make a decision yeah true so i you know you understand music quite a bit more than i do so i'll you know but i i do agree that that thing that he was doing seemed a bit much and i didn't think he was that great um i mean anyone can trill especially on a piano i mean that <laughs> it's, you just hit two keys in a row it's like okay well i mean i can do that with my tongue like play something i don't know ah. um let's jump into buckets joey what was your favorite scene of the film my favorite scene was right after he got the gig uh, initially okay and i talked about this during the movie but he did like he you know he did one of those scenes i was telling you about like one of the first uh, kind of picture television scenes where he mm. was walking through all these dangerous areas um, and just avoiding all mayhem. You know, he walks through a construction site, the bricks somehow miss him. Yeah. Uh, he walks yeah. through like a busy street, um, which I, I know people do that, but like he was, I mean, it was the, the, the street he was on, like no one would survive that if they did that. Yeah. Um, and then he falls in a manhole. And I, I just really liked how they incorporated that. I think that that was obviously done on purpose from the way it was, you know, filmed. Um, and I, I like that because I, I really like watching those old fashioned uh, clips like that, where, you know, like some of the first television shows or like some of the first like comedy series done. I, th I think it's just kind of cool. And I'm really glad that they put that in there. Um, and it was, it was enjoy you know, right up till he fell in the manhole and started this whole mess. But yeah, yeah, I, think, I thought that was a cool scene. Um, and something I feel like is a little uncharacteristic of the Pixar universe. Um, if, if, if the intention was what I you know think it was, which is that they wanted to put something like that in there. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I didn't know about that, but it, it, was, it was fascinating to hear you talk about it. Um, yeah, this, this movie I thought did look a little different than a lot of Pixar movies. Like they use 2D a lot more, um, especially with yep. like, with Terry and Jerry and all them, there was a lot of 2D animation. Um, so I did think it looked a little different than most Pixar films. Uh, and then he just dies in the manhole cover, <laughs> which is odd. Um, my favorite scene was the opening scene with the, in class. <laughs> this was so funny. I, <laughs> one kid's just laying down across three chairs just trying to sleep which like you're in band what <laughs> the kid's trombone i laughed so hard when the slide just flew off the instrument these other kids they, they sound just horrific just ugh, yuck um they were so bad 
but there were so many funny moments and I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, this movie is going to go into music so deeply. I'm going to love this film. And it really went all downhill from there. But in this, these few moments, just a couple minutes, I was, I was holding on to hope that this could be something spectacular. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I, I really enjoyed that scene. Um, I thought the kid picking up like crumbs with his horn instrument. I I, oh, I was <laughs> that was very funny to me. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, there were a lot. I'm sure we're forgetting a bunch of funny moments, but uh, yeah, oh, for sure. But that was yeah, agreed. That was a very good scene. What about your uh, your least favorite scene? Um, I think my least favorite scene is, I don't, I don't know, like, I, I'm not super picky when it comes to, like, per- perceptions of, like, before and after life and stuff like that. I'm not very picky, you know, because obviously we don't know. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I just, like, whenever they had, like, the seminar and they had, like, all the new uh, mentors and stuff, they were assigning them to kids. I, I feel like that was kind of like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of like lazily done. They did a really good job showing, you know, like this is the before, or the great before, you know, we have all these like, uh, I don't know what they were called, like the little the little people running around. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like the whole, the concept was really cool. I thought like where it's like, oh yeah, you, you know, they, they determine what their interest is. And then they, you know, once they get their passion, then they can go to earth um but i thought like the honestly i thought like the seminar where the new mentors were and they were like assigning on my i didn't like that you know they they pair them up and they like toss them out the door yeah and it's, it's like oh we got to figure out like what to put in here so let's just make like a really basic scene that's supposed to be funny um but i don't know i just found it kind of weird you know they they put so much effort into the other aspects of the uh the great before and then they that just seemed like very lazily thrown in. i don't know in my, my my opinion in my opinion um so i yeah that wasn't my favorite scene very fair um yeah and it's kind of weird that like they pair them together but then they only give them like five minutes to figure out what their spark is yeah they go through it was it was almost like uh in high school when they do like a career fair or something and they'd set up in the gym like 100 booths and you just walk through and all these people were like take a pamphlet yeah and but then it's like okay once you exit the gym and you've gone through everyone now you have to like you have to decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life and you can't change um so that did feel weird um my least favorite scene was when joe told his mom about the audition i can't remember if it was before or after he got it but i don't know to kind of touch on your stuff like i know you've been annoyed with the pixar moms a lot uh yeah annoyed with this one scolding him it was very much like coco or like we're not gonna do music or whatever and like, yeah and she's like take the job you don't have time for a gig which i won't touch on too deep because that's one of my uh do you want butter on that questions but i just didn't like that she was so against him doing what he loves yeah i i also have a question around that area um so yeah we'll i we'll get to it but yeah no i i think i think yeah it's very it's it's very hard for me not to like get into my question now but um i'll I'll just i'll just save my thoughts 
Fair enough. Um, all right, that wraps up Colonels and Buckets. Let's jump into who would win the Squid Game, Joey. Who's going to win the Squid Game? Uh, this one, this one was hard for me. Um, I didn't pick any. You know, I didn't pick any of the crazy characters. I picked um, who was his friend. I'm trying to remember what his friend's name was. The one who like got him the oh, gig. Um, I forget. Let me look it up. Will you? The big fella. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk while I look it up. Give you a reasoning why. Okay, so he's a big dude. He looks very strong. Um, and I, I don't know, like, I, I feel like it would have been easier. I could have gone with like one of the, one of those people in the before time, one of those, uh, Jerry's, I guess. I don't know. That just seemed kind of lazy and they don't really do anything that seems too insane. Mm. So this guy, I, I just picked like the human being from this movie that I thought would be the best in the situation. He's a, he's a big, heavy dude, very strong. And I just I think he's a better fit than anyone else that was a real person in this in this movie. His name is Curly. Curly, that's what his name was. Voiced by Quest Love, who just won an Oscar for a documentary. So there yeah. we go. He had the unfortunate task of accepting the speed or accepting the award and giving a speech about one minute after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. So, <laughs> um that's a that's a good pick. Um, better than last week. Last week was woof. You threw me for a loop on that one, Joey. Holy moly! <laughs> you had me all turned around on that one. Um, I picked Dez the barber. Okay. For multiple he's reasons. Also- yeah, he was in the military. I forget what he did, but he was in the military, so you know he's killed people. And he's a barber, so you know he's precise. So that cookie game, he's getting that cookie out. I feel confident. Um, and he's you know he's big big and strong so tug of war I feel good squid game like I said he was in the military so I'm sure he could kill um, so I went with him I certainly wasn't going to pick Joe um, so I went, with, I went with Dez yeah fair enough yeah. Fair enough. Uh, there we go we have our entrance in the squid game for our final one I'm very excited to see who we who we pick to win all right let's jump into burnt popcorn and dish out some hot takes you got any hot takes joey i don't have any hot takes specifically i have a couple questions but nothing hot take worthy all right i got a few um this this like feels almost beat for beat like inside out uh to me you know these two characters get lost where they shouldn't be and they're like polar opposites one is a, a downer and the other is just trying to get back and trying to stay positive. And they get lost in this very land, weird landscape where they have to, where a colorful figure has to save them. And it just felt like very, like almost identical to Inside Out, um, except I liked Inside Out a lot more. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I like that. It's a good, uh, it's a good comparison. Hmm. Uh, hot take number two. I like Joe better as the cat. He was uh, okay. <laughs> much more entertaining. I thought he had much more of a of a backbone. He grew a pair when he when he was a cat, um, and just funnier overall. I thought. Okay, it's a good yeah. I I get that. 
And then my final one is there's no way you would just throw your life away at like 33 or however old he is. I don't know how old he is, but like certainly young enough where I wouldn't be like, wait, I can go back and live. Nah, I'm good. Like, I'll just stay here and chill. Like he has a lot more life left that he just throws away. And I get he's made this emotional connection with 22, but I don't care how close I am with anybody. Like I'm probably not just dying for you to live when you're not even alive. Like, it's not like a choice of I die or you die. It's just like, no, I just die. <laughs> For no reason, I just die. So you can be happy. Like, I, I ain't doing that. Hmm. Yeah. I guess it makes me feel like, I feel a little less passionate about it because he did, he did technically like fall down a manhole. So... You know, you know, for me, it's it's like, oh, like he did that. And, you know, any anyone could like do that and, you know, die, I guess. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, like I get, I get what you're saying, though, like given the chance to go back and, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, if, I feel like if I was pretty much any age, unless I was like getting ready to die anyway, I feel like I wouldn't just not go back. Yeah, I mean, if he was like 70 or 80, I'd be like, okay, I, I see that. But he's, he's like mid-30s. He right. hasn't lived half his life yet. He's got a lot of good... And he just got his dream job. Like, what? It, it, it just is very bizarre to me. Yeah. I don't like anybody yeah. that much. But, uh, no. um, yeah, so that's my burnt popcorn. Uh, let's move into do you want butter on that where we ask questions we should probably know the answer to but we're going to ask them anyway joey what was your first question uh first question what is up with the pixar parents especially the moms mm. um you know i i gotta ask you know this is like we we've talked about this for at least like five movies now yeah um you know in coco uh you know and more relatable to this movie you know it's like the mother and their hatred of music or the I guess in Coco it was the grandmother, but yeah. you know, just this irrational fear that music isn't isn't what it looks like and it's bad and blah blah blah. And in Coco it was really irrational because it's like, oh, that one thing happened to uh, <laughs> you know that that guy. He like the bell crushed him, and it's it's like there's no reason to have an irrational fear of music because of the bell fall. That that's just a freak accident. Yeah, and then and then. And this has seemed to be a little bit more logical where it's like, you know, oh, your father was like chasing the dream and like he didn't get what he wanted out of it. You know, mm -hmm. there is, you know, there is more of a job stability factor, which I think it makes it a little bit better, but still like, I, I still don't think it's a reason to be like negative about it and try to push your son away from it. You know, if he's got a chance, give him his chance. Um, yeah. And, and uh, Luca, we see the, the mother you know get really upset about the surface and then we like in the end like or not even in the end like halfway through the movie we realize the surface is like not, not even a problem because they can change into people like and you know like all this fuss was made at the beginning about it and it's like not even bad yeah um so i don't know i don't know yeah i just don't get what, what it is with these pixar parents and being very very anti whatever the theme of the movie is um so well, I, it's just something that's going to be asked. I want, I'm wondering if they're trying to show off, if Pixar is trying to display like, oh, like, you know, your parents like 
love you and they really care about you and they don't want you to do like stupid things but then all the things that are supposed to be stupid are actually like important you know like <laughs> parts of the movie uh and parts of real life too so i think yeah i just i don't get it well what's up with these moms and you know family members just irrational family members in general general in pixar yeah this mom seemed like a particularly bad parent because I, I might be wrong, but I don't think she even knew Joe was in the hospital. Nope. Like, this dude died. <laughs> and, and she didn't even know. That he was yeah. Like, so, like, what is up with that, first of all? Bad job by you, Mom. And then, yeah, it makes no sense to me that she would be this upset because <clears throat> about this job. Because, A, if he takes the gig, he's making more money. Like, he, like he, he's it's not like he's making less money. He'd be making more money. And it, it's not like he would be leaving a job if he decided to quit to go full-time with the gig. That is uh, paying a whole lot of money. He's a public school teacher, okay? It's not, it's not like he's breaking the bank as it is. Yeah. He's, he'd probably make more money. I mean, this gig, like this woman seems very famous that he's touring with and they sold out a nice auditorium so it seems like they probably make a good amount of money. Um, so, yeah, I don't think she was a very good parent at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, that was, so that was my first question, too. Why can't you play a gig with a full-time job? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, he plays for, like, an hour a night. He has plenty. Yeah, of he, could, <laughs> he, he could easily do both. Yeah. Um, uh, so my second question... Why does Moonwind willingly go back and forth? And how does he willingly go back and forth from where he is and on the street twirling the sign with the bongos and to the ship and the great before? I, I would guess a lot of drugs. Okay, so you just think he's he's just zoinked out of his mind and like he's opened his fifth eye and can just travel <laughs> back and forth? I yes, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with what you just said. Honestly, that's, it seems like the most reasonable explanation. Uh, there was a lot that I just didn't understand about this whole thing. But yeah, I really didn't get how he was just like going back and forth like Terry was. Yeah. Like I understand that Terry could because he was kind of like, he worked there. But yeah, I didn't really get why Moonwind was. But I guess enough drugs will do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's the case. Uh, do you have any other questions? Uh, I had a question for you and it was, it was kind of going or backtracking a bit to what we were talking about, you know, how we could have done this gig with a full-time job. I actually had a question for you. Uh, if you, so you had, you know, kind of in the situation that the movie created for itself where it's like, Oh, you know, he's got this chance to be a full-time, you know, have a full-time job with benefits mm. and security. You know, they said job security benefits, and you know it, it's full time so you know full time money coming in um or you know you had that in front of you or you had a gig where it's like you're you're not even sure like you think you're talented and there are some others that think you're talented but you know you don't know how people would view you on like a a large scale um and and let, let's say like one day you had this job offer and you had to take it that day. They gave you the day to think about it. 
you had to do that or choose between that and doing gigs. You know, and you you don't know, you know, there's a chance you can make a lot of money, there's a chance you can make nothing. But, you know, would you be more likely to pick the full-time employment or would you be more likely to hmm. go for the big gig? It's an excellent question, Joey. Um, well, first of all, I think I'm pretty good. No, Joey, I thought I was the baddest motherfucker on the planet when it came to playing the saxophone, all right? I think I'm better than pretty good. Just <laughs> There was okay. never a room that I walked in where I was like, there's a musician in here better than me. I always just thought that I was the best in the room. You can call that arrogant. I call that belief. And, um, but yeah, so that wouldn't be an issue. Uh, I think I would... How do I feel about this job? How passionate am I about this job? Not at all, or let's just, for a hypothetical. Let's let's just say, you know, you went you went to college for it. Um, you know, you get a degree in whatever the the study is, and you know, it, it, it's it's like a mid level paying job. It's not like you know you're not getting paid nothing, but you're not getting paid like a lot. It's just kind of in the middle. Am I getting paid at all for the gig or is it like an internship level thing where like, I'm really not getting paid at all or am I getting a little bit of money at least? I'm saying like, it's kind of like this situation where like, oh, if you do really well, you're going to join the group and you're going to make a lot. There's a potential to make like a lot of money, but at first you don't really know. It's kind of like, you know, that this group of people you're joining or whatever it is you're doing, it's like, oh, you know, we'll pay you some for this initial gig, but there's a chance we could make like a lot more in the future yeah uh, okay i think if it was me and my my life is was pretty similar in going into the situation i would choose the gig because a it's what i love to do b i would have the confidence that i would make it and and i if it were me honestly and i was in joe's shoes i wouldn't even be looking at this as like the ultimate level i'd be looking at this woman and her group as like this is the step that i need to take and i want to yeah. i want to get better like i want to move on to bigger and better things than what she's doing and i would have the belief and confidence that i would get noticed by someone even bigger by doing it and yep and see i've saved you know i i've saved really well in my life um so i could afford to take a risk and just be like i'm, I'm gonna see if i make any money i don't know um so i would do that if i was like on the verge of being homeless, I would probably take the job just for security and try to do the gig after yeah. first. But me and my life, I would choose the gig. Yeah, fair, you know, fair enough. Um, I kind of expected you to say that. Um, I'm kind of less of a, I mean, the way you just explained it, you know, it doesn't really make you sound like a super high roller because, you know, you've been smart with money and, mm stuff like that. I, for, for me personally, I kind of go with what you said in the beginning. Why not have both? Um, you know, you could, the, the, th the thing for me is, and the reason I mentioned like, oh, you went to college and got a degree for this is because, you know, I feel like we all have passions. We all have things we like to do. Uh, you know, I feel like in a lot of cases, um, you know, people go to college, you know, to get educated and to get a job, but that's not necessarily like, what you want in life you know if, if if people had what they wanted in life they wouldn't have to work and they could just do whatever they wanted you know you know going to college is just so you can like have you go to college so you can get a job or you go to a trade school or you know 
go into some program so you can get like a job that pays well, but no one necessarily like, you know, people say they like their job, but if given the option to like enjoy their life and go pursue other things, most people would say that they would do that. Um, yeah. Which I just wanted to point out. That's, that's why I asked, you know, hmm. that's why I said, you know, all people would choose or what, what would you choose, you know, having a degree in a certain program and then having a job offer for that. But, um, but also like the first thing you mentioned with, um, you know, you can do both. Like if he's doing a gig once a week, uh, you can handle a full-time job. Like I have a full-time job and I still have time to do a lot of the things that I like to do. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. No, that, was, that was a good question. And, and honestly, if things had gone a little differently, I mean, I got pretty burned out in high school because I was, I was under a lot of pressure um, to try and win because um, we have like jazz band, like competitions, like state competitions. And I was under a lot of pressure to win in high school. And I was playing like eight hours a day this my by my senior year. And I, uh, I just kind of burnt out on it. But if that hadn't happened, I might've actually pursued um, maybe a career in music. So. Yep. Never know. Uh, but that was a good question. Uh, my, Okay, here we go. Here's my final question. Uh, how do they mix up the bodies? I don't understand this. How did they swap? Or how did Joe not go to his body? How does that even happen? Yeah. He rushed the procedure. But like, that, that doesn't, I, I don't know, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, could he have just gotten into a random person if there was someone else there, not the cat? Maybe. Then what, what happens then? Well, I, it just was very strange. I was like, how on earth does he not get to his own body? It feels like it was a pretty automatic, like, you go to your body, and she would go to the cat. Also, is this saying cats don't have souls? Because I would agree with that. I, I, I Yeah, I think that, that was the general point. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I do think it's weird how she got put into his body and he got put into a cat. I, I figured, you know, like you said, if anything, it'd be the other way around. Um, and it's something I really, I really don't have an explanation for. Um, I think it's just like, nope, that's what we're going to do uh, to make it interesting. And also I just thought of this, this is an anatomical question since you were, you were like a science person. Um, so she, so her soul goes into his body. But his brain is still in there, right? Yeah. So how does she struggle moving? Because isn't the isn't it the brain that that controls all the muscles? Like she wouldn't have to learn how to walk because the brain already like his brain and his body already know how to do it. She's just the soul. I, yeah, I think this is one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, we could we could break it down and tear it apart. Uh, I think well, this movie made me mad. So I want to do that. No, no, no. I understand. Um, I think, well, cause at one point she has like, she mentioned she has like all the memory or like memories and stuff for him and like thoughts. You can like see all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's like, Oh, okay. So she, she has like access to his brain. So it, it is, it is confusing how she doesn't know how to walk. Um, and, and my thought is like, maybe, Maybe she has like access to all that information that he has, but also, 
you know, it's, it's like a baby being put into a, you know, an adult's body where, you know, she's never actually had to walk on earth. So she has like the tools to do it, but maybe just can't process it. Okay. Now I'm getting even more questions in my head because Joe goes into the cat. Yep. But he still has his memories from when he was a person. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's kind of confusing. And then when the new souls go into babies, like at the end of the movie, I'm assuming she 22 goes into a baby, right? That's what we yes. kind of thought. Okay. So if that happens, she just doesn't remember anything that happened when she was Joe. Yeah, that would, I, I think that'd be the case. But then why does Joe remember as a cat? I don't know. I'm confused. Confused. I, God, the more I talk about this, the more I just don't like this movie. This, this is like hurting my brain. I don't understand. Are souls sentient? The world may never know. Um, did you have any other questions? I did not. Okay. I could probably go on for another three hours, but I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop there. The more I ask, the more I'm confused. So I'll just we'll just move on. Uh, to trivia. Joey, how do you think you're gonna do in trivia tonight? We'll see. I don't I'm never confident and when I am I do poorly. So <laughs> fair. I know you're gonna get one right, because you've said it multiple times. So I know you get one right. Uh, question number one: What uh, number is Joe Joe's soulmate? Um, twenty-two. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I had a question, but I'm just going to move on from that. Uh, yes, that is correct. One for one. Question number two: What's the name of the club that Joe performs at with uh, with the with her group? Uh, the musical pun. Here comes treble. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although I appreciate the reference. Uh, the half note. The half note. Is this supposed to be like, oh, like half wit? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, a half note is a musical note. Oh. <laughs> Who knew? There's quarter notes. Well, a lot of people did, but <laughs> there's quarter notes, half notes, whole notes, eighth notes. 30 second notes those are a bitch tell you what those 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 are fast uh, <laughs> uh yeah so all right one for two question number three what did des the barber want to do for a living originally oh shoot hold on well you can't google it no i'm not um me think about this i know he was in he was in the army that's not what he wanted to do though he wanted to be oh my gosh i, th- I feel like it's something in the medical field um very noble profession my gosh i feel i, I, sh- I should definitely know this i remember like thinking about it last or when we watched the movie i was like thinking about it after that scene was over um Oh my gosh. He wanted to be, was it a surgeon? 
I think he wanted to be a surgeon, didn't he? He wanted to be a veterinarian. Damn it. <laughs> veterinarian. Well, it is a surgeon for animals and yeah, such. Yeah, perform surgery on animals, yeah. Um, yeah, when Des, wanted, Des the veterinarian. Um, shout out to all the veterinarians out there. Doing a great job keeping our pets alive. We like our pets more than we like most people. So keep keep do keep fighting the good fight. That's um, all right. One for three. Not your worst. No, I've gone for three many times. Not your best. I think next season we're gonna flip it. You'll give me the trivia. We'll see. Okay. How, see how I do. All right. I think that leaves us to the corny awards. Joey, who gets your first corny award? I gave my first corny award to 22. Okay. I gave her the why am I even here award. True. Because I feel like just for the most part, she, I feel like she took issue with everything. Like, mm. you know, it's like, oh, let's find you a hog or let's find you a spark. No, like doesn't want to do that. Doesn't have an interest. Yeah. Like goes down to earth and then they like figure out what they need to do. And then she like, doesn't want to do it. She wants to stay in Joe's body, his, his middle-aged body, when she, she could have, like, a new start. This mm-hmm. <laughs> makes no sense. I feel like, you know, I, I just feel like she just made everything difficult on purpose, kind of like that one, you know, like, you ever have the situation where, you, you know, you're with a bunch of friends, and there's that one friend who doesn't want to do anything. They just keep saying no to everything. Yeah. That, that, that is this character in this movie at a constant state. You know, you, you, get, you want, it's, it's like a Friday night, for example you're hanging out with your friends and you're like, Oh, let's, let's do something. And everyone's on board and you get that one friend that's just quiet. And then the, re- the rest of you, you know, spend a while that you go over things. You're like, Oh, we could do this. And then that one friend's like, no. And then you're wondering like, why are you even here? Why are you here? Why and that's, are you the way that you are? <laughs> that's where I got the motivation to give this award. So. Yeah, no, that, yeah. That was, I got the most frustrated in college when people would like, when yeah, it's like a Friday night, and because we had a pretty good group of friends. I mean, we we had like a, a twelve or thirteen person little army there, that just did everything yeah. together. But there'd be some nights where like two or three, and you know who you are if you're listening, would just be like playing video games, and just want to play video games for like twelve hours straight. It's like no, let's do something. I'm like no, I don't want to get up. Oh god, that would annoy the crap out of me. Um. Yeah. Also, you just gave me a great point that I didn't even think of. She, instead of like starting over and finding her own thing and being her own person and living a whole life, she wants to start at like 30. It's like you just gave up the best years of your life. Yeah. For, uh, this film. So many questions. I'd love, we'd, I'd love to have the writers of Soul come on this pod so I could rip them a new one. Um, my first award i gave the horny corny award to melba uh the woman who works with the mother and joe come, like joe and the cat come in and he's like kiss her you always kiss her and, and then 22 kisses her on the lips and he's like not the lips and then she like loves it melba and then she's like i want more where that came from and she's just like a very very horny woman <laughs> just wants yeah. Very cringeworthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she gets my horny corny award. Yeah. It's a good one. 
Yeah. And it rhymed, which is the, the main reason why I wanted to do it. What was your second award? Um, I gave the barber. Uh, can you remind me of his name again? Dez. Dez, that's right. I gave him the Aspirations Award because I feel like I really liked him. He was just a very genuine person, I feel like. Um, and I don't know. I think, I think, you know, he's kind of the make the most out of your situation award type person, you know, or I don't know why I just said award there. Just, I did not mean to make the most out of your situation kind of person where, you know, like he was in the army. He probably made the best out of it, got out, wanted to be a vet and realized how expensive it was. And, you know, he, he said he had, he had a kid. I think he said he had a kid or someone was sick his daughter maybe and you know he had to he had to be, do something that was affordable and he did that and he kind of made the most out of being a, a barber um i feel like he'd be very likely you know I, I feel like he could definitely go back to medical school or veterinarian school at some point i feel like he just seems like the type of guy to you know not stay in one place too long find yeah. something better um but yeah I, I just really liked him i think i thought he was thought he was a very genuine character yeah i liked him too i liked him a lot he's my favorite human character of the film hmm. uh, my second award is the trill me now award get it like kill me now but trill me now goes to joe because all he knows how to do is trill which is not an impressive thing anyone can do it <laughs> anyone on any instrument can do it it's literally the easiest thing to do on an instrument is trill you could trill joey if i gave you my trumpet right now you could trill I could, I could get you to trill within five minutes of playing, probably. It's a very, okay. very easy thing to do. It's not impressive. Trill me now. Goes to Joe. Okay. Good award. I like that. Yeah. About your final award. I gave my final award to Turi. Deary. I gave him the Fudge the Numbers Award. Um, mm. He's very... He's a very relentless character, which I like. Um, you know, he searches through all those files. You know, we see the big, the massive warehouse full of fire or files, and he just goes through all of them uh, until he finally think, You know, he's got he's looking for he's gonna look for Joe. Uh, trying to remember what his last name was, Joe Gardner. Gardner, yeah. So he's gonna go. You know, he's gonna go all the way to the G's, at least. Um, and it which, seems like they're not alphabetical. He's going through every single one, which is yeah. We got to get a better system in there, people. What are we doing? What are yeah. we doing? get a label maker? Let's go. Even if it was alphabetical, I mean, all the people that have ever existed, and he has to go to G. True. Yeah. That's not pleasant. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just a very relentless character. I think, you know, I don't think he, I think he's supposed to be, you know, kind of the evil force in this movie, but he's, he's really not. He's just a very, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of like, I don't know. I would compare him to like Chick Hicks from Cars. You know, Chick isn't necessarily evil. He's kind of a, he's kind of a douche. Um, yeah, sure. Kind of acts like it, you know, but is, is he really evil? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, well, I mean, he does try to kill the king <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i don't know. see the thing is with that i don't even think that was like obviously it was on purpose but i don't think his intention was to harm him i think his intention was just to you know knock him off the track you know maybe 
I, I mean, I'm not giving it justice. You know, I, I just, <laughs> I, I think, I don't think Terry's like a villain in this movie. I think he's just trying to do the right thing. Um, no, yeah, I would agree. I would say the villain is 22. If I had to pick a villain. Yeah, I would too. I'd say the same thing. She's um, the biggest pain in the ass in this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd agree. So, yeah, I gave Terry the fudge of the numbers award. Nice. Mistake plus, plus 11 gets you home by seven. He was on my that day. <laughs> oh god, I love Kevin. Um, I also gave my final awards Terry. I gave him the tax season award. Um, I think I'd like him to do my taxes. You know, he seems very relentless. He seems like very dedicated to getting the numbers correct. Um, so I think he'd be a good uh, tax doer, if you will. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm. Good accountant. Uh, all right. I think I don't think I've missed anything. I usually miss something. So I think all that's left is Pixar rank. This is our final one, Joey. Our rankings are complete. After our rankings tonight. are complete. Uh, where did you put Soul? Um, so this time I'll, I'll start from the bottom and go up to where I have it. Okay. Uh, at the bottom we have Turning Red. Then, <laughs> yeah. Then Cars 2. Then The Good Dinosaur. Then A Bug's Life. Finding Nemo. Finding Dory, Up, Luca, Soul, and then Cars 3. All right. Is that 17? Did I count right? Yep. I believe, I believe so. All right. I don't have them numbered. I just have them in the order. There. All right. Why is it, uh, why is it there for you? Um, I think, I mean, it was, it, was, it was a good movie. I think it's just one of those one of those flicks where I've had a couple of them in the Pixar series, you know, like Luca cars three, you know, they're, they're all right movies. They just don't really, they're definitely not able to duke it out with like some of the stuff, like even like inside out toy story Two, Wally cars, stuff like that. Like they're just, I don't know. This is just something missing and they're not at the level that they need to be to be with those movies. Um, and then you know, stuff like like Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, A Bug's Life. Those are movies I just, you know, I wouldn't watch them again. I think, yeah, I think I would move this, the, this, uh, this movie a little bit. You know, it could go, it could go either way. If I watched it again in like a couple months, I feel like I need another take to really make a decision on where it belongs. Because I'm either gonna, from watching it again, I'm either a going to be like, oh, there's some things I didn't notice. I, I kind of enjoy this a little bit more now. Or B, you know, and then it goes like this for every movie, but or B, you know, be like, oh, like, I, I don't really, I wouldn't care to see that, you know, ever again. Yeah. So I, feel like I, need, I need a little bit more time with it, but that's where I would put it for now. Um, there's just too many other great movies we've watched to put it any higher than that. Um, mm. But it does, I think it does beat some definitely it beats the finding nemo movies um some of the other you know originals that we've watched yeah i would agree i have it pretty much in the exact same spot i have it 16 um below toy story 4 and just above finding dory uh that that is definitely a delineation point for me is toy story 4 and finding dory like great movies meh um so soul kind of fell in the middle i think it might have well, actually, no, I don't think it would have been any higher if if I had lesser expectations. I don't know. Because Toy Story 4 is yeah. really good. So I don't know if it could have broken that. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the high expectations definitely hurt it for me. Um, I expected more. I expected to like it more. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a fine movie, but nothing, nothing to brag. It's certainly a movie I would watch again, but not, uh, not one I would jump to watch again, you know? Mm. If someone said, let's watch Soul tonight, or if someone was like, I really want to have a Pixar night, but like, okay, let's watch Soul. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting choice. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Listen to our, my 25 episodes of a podcast and then tell me which one you want to pick. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have it right in the middle. Uh, so I think that wraps it up for Soul. So next week, we, we don't have any more movies. We're out of movies now. We've watched every single Pixar one. Um, I think we'll probably do a special episode for Lightyear when it comes out um, in the summer. But uh, we're going to miss it, unfortunately, for this season. But next week, we're going to have our Hall of Fame episode for Pixar, where we're going to do a whole bunch of different categories. It's, uh, it's going to be a good time. Probably going to be a long episode. We're going we're gonna to have a lot of debates. It's going to be fun. Um, and we're going to tell you what we're doing for season two. Um, so make sure to tune in for that. Um, so for Joey, I am Adam. This is Movies and Podcorn. Thanks for listening and make sure to have some popcorn. <laughs>